Over at the Never Heard of It podcast, we've spent the last four years criticizing people's films and talking about how they could have made them better. Well, you know what? Now it's time to put your money where our mouth is. That's right. The Never Heard of It podcast and Night Shift Radio are making a movie. We are making a brand new sci-fi thriller called Somnium. Somnium is the tale of a brand new app, something kind of like TikTok, where people are able to watch others' dreams, everyone's dreams, anonymously across the world. However, our main character, Adam, starts to see dreams that look all too familiar, including dreams of somebody murdering him. So the question is, who is dreaming of murdering Adam? That's the question we look to answer in our brand new film, Somnium, but we need your help. We need your help in funding so we can pay the amazing crew and the amazing cast of this brand new film. Head to nightshiftradio.com somnium. Donate what you can, and if you can't, share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Someone out there is going to be a rich weirdo that's going to want to fund this film. So again, nightshiftradio.com somnium. Thank you so much, guys. We look forward to making this movie just for you. Welcome to Shift Alt Q, your LGBT and Q and plus and I and A and plus again podcast for gaming news, um, representation, entertainment, industry content, etc. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Jacobs, and I'm the other one, Alex. We're the newest addition to the Night Shift Radio family of products. You can find us on social media at NSR Shift Alt Q on Twitter and Shift Alt Q on Twitch. You can find us over at nightshiftradio.com and or nsrad.io to subscribe to our show uh, in your podcatcher of choice and make sure you get our episodes the minute they drop. Our personal Twitters. So mine is at Shift Alt Alex and there are underscores in between the, the words. And Jesse? And for me, I'm at Hey Jesse J. H-E-Y-J-E-S-S-E-J. Who are we? Truly a question for the ages that I will, that I refuse to answer. (laughs) All life is spent interacting with media. Why? Because I don't have friends. Why? Because I like media more. Are we, are we not friends? I'm talking about you. (laughs) We're here. You know why you should listen to my opinion on video games? Because I have good taste. I like, I got good taste. I like good things. I just started watching Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy Bebop, so you know, you know I'm with it. And I like media. I like all the things. And I'm Alex, um, apparently not Jesse's friend, <laughs> recently learned, but um, maybe we can change that on a journey together. This, You know what? That's really the, what this podcast is about, is trying to be friends with Jesse, who is so cool and nobody so wants to listen to nobody so. wants to listen to that that's a boring podcast the podcast should be about video games and and what does jesse think about that no, okay <laughs> exactly and how can we um, all learn from your greatness <laughs> listen this is how every every influencer starts out somewhere every influencer is a nobody eventually yeah you got to fake it until you make it just you be know? the influencer you wish to yeah, in the, in the exactly. Exactly. Like <laughs> everyone, 
Like, listen, you be your own influencer. That's my influencer conversation. Be your own influencer. Influence yourself. Influence yourself to do some good in this world. Influence yourself to take care of one another, to to uh, to love one another. Don't you tell me what to do. You know? And how to love myself. Don't tell me to put on a mask. That's 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 what I heard. No, I didn't t- tell me to love myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it was like um, everybody wear a mask. Don't be yes, fucking. Every, they, 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 we mask. will tell you what to do there. Yeah, um, I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wear a mask, people. Don't be, don't be silly. Only be silly if you're telling funny s- stories. You know what's not funny? Be silly if Death. it doesn't endanger people's lives. How about yeah. that? Yeah. So. And you can be silly. Like get a silly mask. Be silly, and get be a safe. Funny mask. Be silly and be safe. That that is our motto. <laughs> Show your personality. Get get a mask with a funny saying. You know, it's not hard. So what's the plan, Jesse? Since this is our first official episode, we were thinking it might be cool to start off with our own little FAQ. You know, get to know us a little bit. Um, so our producer put together some questions and we're going to answer a few of them before we get into the new stuff. So, yeah. And you also might be wondering like, who the hell are these people and why should I listen to them? So (laughs) it's for that too. All right. How long have you been playing video games? Uh, literally since I can remember, like my earliest memories were me waking up early and going fishing in Ocarina of Time and pronouncing words wrong in the game because I couldn't read yet and learn to read from that. Like I say Ocarina of Time and I used to say uh, Dooku Tree for forever um, because that's how I read it because I could not read. And yeah, so stuff like that, just being able to do things that I was not capable of, especially as a child when you don't have much agency or bodily autonomy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, how about you? How long have you been playing? I've been playing... Uh, uh, I want to say, I want to say five. I want to say five. Um, um, five years? Five years. I've only been playing for five years. Um, I just discovered video games. They're really cool. Um, I wish someone told me about these earlier. Um, but my, I've been playing since, yeah, since I was five, I want to say, because my first console was, um, the Super Nintendo. Um, I came down the stairs the floor was covered with presents, of course, being five and arrogant. I thought they were all for me. Um, they were not all for me. They were for many other people within my family. But I found the box that had my name on it and I opened it and I was greeted by Mario and he was smiling at me. In secret, I might add, you did this, you did this before <laughs> it I did was this, time. <laughs> yes. Before anyone was up. Before anyone was awake, I crept down the stairs and got my. You know what? Be your own Santa. You know, I said, I, I don't give in to this uh, uh, holiday propaganda. I will open my presents whenever I please. And it was great. And so, yeah, so Super Nintendo's really got me into gaming. And that's that was my first console and so many memories. Um, gosh, so many memories. Uh, what was your first console? Um, so my family had a Super Nintendo, but I didn't really get to play it. I don't, at least not from the time that I had a working memory, uh, because it got stolen when my sisters had friends over for a party. But (laughs) so my, my first console, 
that was like for me and that I could remember was the N64. Probably got that around 97, 98, and then started up with Ocarina of Time in 98. And that's what really took off for me and nurtured my love of like open worlds and and role playing and, and all of that. What is the first game that you really fell in love with? Mm, I want to say Pokemon. Definitely, yeah. I want to say the Pokemon on uh, Red and Blue. I still remember uh, like sitting with my Game Boy and getting both of them and being like, "Oh shit, I got Pokemon Red and Blue, nigga!" Like <laughs> what? Like, oops. Um, <laughs> and I was just like. Uh, like, this is great. And I fell in love with those games, um, caring for these little, uh, creatures that I, you know, love watching, you know, on on the cartoon and having these, uh, battles and, you know, having my own Pokemon journey, getting to the Indigo League. It was like, uh, really like the first game, honestly, probably the first game series I beat, I guess you, if you can, you know, yeah. I guess that's the first one I beat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah, Pokemon for sure, which is re- pretty much why I want a Switch now because I haven't had a Nintendo system since the DS. It's been the original been, DS. Yeah, since the original wow. DS. It's so it, I have been without um, Nintendo in my life um, for far, for far too, too long. long. <laughs> far too long, and um, I plan on switching that up. <laughs> Get it soon. Um, you know, these rumors of this Switch HD thing turn out to be true. We'll see. So, what was the first game you really fell in love with? Um, again, Ocarina of Time. I, I, I couldn't tell if I wanted to be Link or marry Link. You know, it was just that five-year-old <laughs> thing. And to, to this day, it's probably the answer is still both. And <laughs> no, I really, I really liked the... The, how different that world was. So there were these different races of um, and species of the Gorons and the Zoras and the Kokiri, and they all had their own little kingdom and their own story and quest line and and things like that, and and just kind of find other things that feel fulfilling that way, and and find games to fulfill different experiences moving forward. But yeah, the. The characters, the the story, the uh, and Zelda games. You know, it's it's not really a the most riveting story, but it is it is impactful and it, it it's a grand adventure and um, something that I could directly be a part of that I couldn't with my favorite movies or TV shows or anything like that. But yeah, so that 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 game still holds a special place in my heart. And then the follow up right after Majora's Mask, I was like obsessed with those two as a kid. I'm gonna try. Breath of the Wild at some point. You That's, have to. Oh my god, it's so good. I can't wait because everyone says Ghost, Ghost is similar, and I love Ghost, and I can get lost in that game, and I want to get lost in Hyrule, which that's the name of the kingdom, right? Did I get it right? Yeah. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. So Jesse, what's your favorite game or franchise of all time? Mm, favorite game franchise. I gotta say, listen, drag me. I'm gonna say Grand Theft Auto. Okay. I love it. Uh, I do not play online because that is not for me. 
I'm still, you know, uh, keeping my fingers crossed. Not really, but, um, you know, for that single-player DLC that we were supposed to get oh, <laughs> two yeah. years Sorry, after that. Sorry, that's not coming. But, yeah, yeah online's that, a whole other animal. Yeah, they're making too much money on from online. So um, <laughs> it, online's going to continue on for God knows how much more long. But um, Grand Theft Auto, for me, is the first franchise outside of Pokemon um, that really hit me, that really... Uh, uh, made an impact when I first saw Grand Theft Auto 3 running on my cousin's PS2. I will never forget it. I saw the stoplights and uh, he stopped at a stoplight and I remember just being completely blown away um, because he stopped at a stoplight and then when he went through the red light, oh, 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 like I was like, you can, I remember being like, you can do that? And he was like, yeah, like, and then he like ran over people and I was like, oh my God. I was like, what is this? Um, but I immediately was like, times. <laughs> I know in an innocent time, right? Uh, I don't know how old I was. I've probably like came out in 2001, I think. So I probably was like nine or 10, way too young to be playing the game or to be exposed to it. But I had played enough games at that point, um, to understand that what I was looking at was not real life. Um, uh, and yeah, I remember, you know, my mom got me Vice City. We went to a midnight release. I was at a midnight release for Vice City and San Andreas. (laughs) Um, I still have the magazines for PSN, PSM. Um, When the games were coming out, they're like actually in this little box behind me. Um, Yeah, I I love Grand Theft Auto. Um, You know, am I going to buy it for for next gen for my PS5? You know, I want to say no because I mean, GTA Five again. GTA Five again. Like I bought it on on the three. I bought it on the four. Um, am I going to buy it three generations in a row? My gut tells me no, um, but um, you know, I may be tempted. Oh, you'll got, you'll get there. I did that with Skyrim. Yeah, I we, bought Skyrim I, five times. I am the problem. Yeah, it's, I'm, I maybe I <laughs> want to see no what apologies these for it. <laughs> yeah, like I want to see what these updates that they're supposed to do. Like if if it's worthwhile, and I don't know, I'm on the fence because I'm like I want to see what the next gen updates are, but at the same time, I'm like y'all, we need to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's that's my favorite game franchise. And what about you? Uh, it's, it's tough. I have like top five franchises that I'm pretty solid on, but the the order of them mm. really trips me up because um, they all speak to like a different facet of gaming that I'm really drawn to and really enjoy. They're all they're all so different. Uh, I would I would say that the, probably the one that gives me the most hype and joy and um, lasting impact. Uh, Persona, the Persona series. So it's a Japanese role-playing series. I started with three, Persona 3 in 2008, which was kind of the reboot of the series because it had been around since the 90s and then it went dormant. But um, I picked that up in high school and I was like, wow, this this game is so deep. There's so much mystery. There's so much interpersonal relationships. Plus there's strategic battling and... Um, all these systems that seemed to, while they weren't like perfect, it was just like, it was doing something that no other game was quite doing. But um, yeah, the, this, the, the memories that I have of playing 
three, four, and five. Just the characters, the writing, uh, the goofiness, the the depth of the mysteries and the like moral quandaries. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be my favorite series. I can't really pick. I, five is the best of them, but I, I, don't, I don't know that I would say I have necessarily a favorite overall out of those three. It's such a good but broad question because there's so many franchises that I'm like, I'm a fan. Like, I would even say, I know it may be a little too early, but like, even this new, like, Spidey Marvel universe they're building mm, yeah. is easily up there, becoming up there for me because even though Miles is really the first, like, proper uh, follow up to the first game, there were three DLCs after the main game. So, like, I felt like I have spent a lot of time, and I should probably check on my five. Yeah, well, we both platinumed I've, it, so we certainly have. Like, yeah, it, those are meaty games. Like, spent so much time in that world, and after Miles and seeing how they've uh, really iterated on the gameplay and and the additions that they've added, I could, yeah, I could easily like. Yeah, I can I can see I can see where they can go and I'm just very, very, very excited for that franchise. So I would even put that there. Um but okay. Next question up on our fun FAQ list. Well actually let me turn that on you then, because oh. for for Spider Man being kind of your now at the forefront of one of your favorite series as as it stands currently considering we haven't had a Grand Theft Auto in a while and God knows when we'll get one, even if it's even this new gen or not. <laughs> PS7. Um, but what game are you most excited for? Is it the next Spider-Man, uh, God of War? Which as far know? as like what I'm excited about when it comes to next-gen games, obviously I can't wait to see what the next um, Grand Theft Auto looks like if we even see it this gen, which who knows? I'm not holding my breath, but I feel like they gotta come on, y'all. I do think it'll happen. It's just it's not gonna be soon. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be soon, but it will happen. If not this year, at least an announcement, something. But what I'm most, 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 most excited for is whatever Naughty Dog does next. Whatever Mm. Naughty Dog does next, um, you know. Even thinking back to that question, the previous question, like Uncharted and Last of Us are also two franchises and two games that I love dearly. Um, But I'm really, really excited to see what they do next. Every generation, for me, they have been the premier studio of like, this is like prestige, quote unquote, cinematic, like Like gaming. The the God tier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Never mind AAA tier. Yeah, like, so whatever they do next, I can only imagine with the space, with the SSD, with the DualSense. Um, I was just playing Astro again because I'm working on platinum, platinum, platinum that. And I'm just like, man, I can't wait for first party to run wild with this. And, mm-hmm. and it seems like third party is going to as well. But yeah, so I'm just excited for yeah, the platform it, as a whole. It's That's true. I mean, you do see the fidelity in first-party games like Last of Us 2, um, God of War, Horizon, Zero Dawn, and, and Spider-Man, they, they tend to be able to take more advantage of the technical aspects of the system and the graphical fidelity and, and other things like that than the third parties, which have to account for 
so many other platforms that they have to like have a baseline. And I'm surprised you didn't say Last of Us for your favorite game or franchise. You know, I didn't hit it's me. Up there, until, I'm sure it didn't hit me until just now. I was like, wait, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, Grand Theft Auto. I was your like, answer. You know, I do want to change my answer because I I'm Grand Theft Auto is at the front of my brain because of the DLC they just dropped, but also I have been replaying the uh, PlayStation Two generation games. Like I've been mm-hmm. replaying Vice City and um, been playing three with. Uh, a partner and and with uh, San Andreas, which I haven't booted up yet, but so I've been revisiting Grand Theft Auto and re- honestly remembering why I loved it. So it is up there, um, but in terms of modern franchises and modern games, and I'm sorry to say that GTA, even though GTA is modern, but you know what I mean. Um, but like 2013 modern, we're 2013 modern, we're in, 20, you know? we're, we're in a new decade. I know. I lived on both coasts and have like traveled. The country and the time yeah. that this game has and we're still waiting for her. so many so many our lives were so different so many have of our been lives born and and they're now like halfway through elementary school there since, it makes no sense i saw a list five came out. i saw a list that listed all the things that have been released since and it was like three whole star wars like a whole star wars trilogy mm-hmm. has been out like that's insane it, it's wild but um definitely yeah. last of us and uncharted i think are my Last of Us is my favorite. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's between those two. It's between those two. I can't pick. Uncharted for me, like, has such a, held such a special place in my heart because uh, I'll never forget seeing that for the first time, one of three, and being, like, amazed at how Nate's clothes look when he got wet. I was just like, <laughs> wow. This is, like, we're the in the future. Yeah. yeah. So I, w- I would say that. That's what um, ray tracing is like for me now. Yeah. Ray tracing is really cool. It's like, wow, look how fucking shiny this is. I was swinging in Spider-Man today over the Freedom Tower, and I was just like, look at all this glass. Mm-hmm. See the whole city. Yeah, it makes more of a, it's a whole different feel. And you don't, it, like, never mind 4K. I don't have a 4K TV, but I can still get ray tracing, and that makes it feel next-gen to me. For, for, for those who are wondering, ray tracing, it's reflections in, in, uh, like windows, puddles, light. It's light reflecting naturally, time, more naturally. Yeah. Real time lighting. So like, super um, detailed. If, yeah. So like, if a room is being lit, um, you know, like if it's ray traced, it'll have like real time shadows and reflections and and surfaces. It sounds very simple, um, but it's one of those techniques that like Pixar uses in animation. Like you know, it's a big animation technique, and um, once you see it. It's, it's yeah, it's it's a game changer. Now it, it's that's interesting that you say that. Um, even though you don't have a four K TV, you're still able to um, enjoy it because I have a four K TV and I'm coming from a four, a base four. I'm not. I didn't have PS Four Pro. I skipped mm-hmm. that. Um, so for me to go from a base four to a five, full four K and seeing ray tracing and all that, it's so wild. Um, it's so beautiful and it's so cool to hear though that you don't have to have a 4K TV to take advantage of those things. Yeah, because it's much more on the it's on the console hardware side. Yeah. The, the ray tracing, it's in the, the processing. Yeah, how do you recommend a 4K TV to if you can, like mm-hmm. if if it's possible? Because it's insane. Um, but um, it's nice to know that people aren't aren't being left out of. Yeah, and they're getting so features. much more affordable. Um, but I just had to upgrade to the PS5 and this mm-hmm. mid-tier 
gaming PC, so I'm, I'm going to have to wait a little bit. <laughs> but I'll get there. So what about gaming or the video game industry overall excites you the most? The potential. Uh, the potential for... Like, I've never... I, I, I think back to Last of Us Part 2. I won't spoil it. But I love storytelling. I love strong narratives. Um, I love stories that really stop and make you think. I love gameplay that, you know, is, is addictive um, and compelling uh, and really... Uh, Trans, you know, games that are able to transport you um, to different worlds, different situations, different experiences that I mm-hmm. would not be able to have here in New Jersey. Um, unfortunately, um, I would love to be, um, you know, swinging that axe around. Um, you know, I did in my 20s, but, you know, not so much anymore. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the potential, the growth, um, you know, to swing it back to Last of Us Part Two, to have a game that hits that hard narratively, that hits that hard. You know, the gameplay is fun. Um, I know people have their feelings about the gameplay. I love Naughty Dog's gameplay, as you've probably figured already. I'm a fan. Um, but even with you know um, what Sony's doing in in terms of expanding um, into other media, which I know we'll touch on later, um, but just the the interaction between mediums, the stories that can be told. Um, there's just so much untapped potential. I feel like we've really just, we have what, g- gaming has been around for what, 40, 50, something. Like it's still a new. Relatively, yeah. Relatively new uh, medium. So, and I think we're at a really exciting point Um in the in the medium and where it can go, so I'm excited for the potential of stories. I'm excited for the potential for it to talk to other media and for other media to influence it, like we've been seeing. Um, yeah, potential, level up, leveling up. That's what I'm excited about. <laughs> I'm excited about the video game industry so leveling up. Much more about the storytelling potential and the narrative aspects um, and the experiential part than the graphics or the technical or. Anything yeah. Like that, right? Yeah, I mean that stuff is fun too. Like I love, um, you know, I love me a digital foundry video. I watch those honestly, probably religiously. They're just I love those little de- technical details too. Um, but I feel like we're at such a point now where I think Dave even mentioned it. Where like graphics are so, um, we're at a point where it's like we're graphics have hit that point where there are places to go, but where we're at is phenomenal like i was i just watched their nba um comparison with last gen versus this gen and like there is a considerable difference in this gen versus last gen even with just the addition of ray tracing and lighting actually reflecting off um particularly black people's skin (laughs) very very well it was nice to see that example because um it was nba um so i'm excited just for the photorealism to continue to develop but like even where we are with the four and the one and the one X now and stuff. I mean, graphics are beautiful, but I mean, I mean, I'm excited to see that growth too, but even more so definitely the stories give me the stories. Yeah. It's much more incremental now than it was in previous generations. The generational leap between P3 
PS1 or between Super Nintendo and N64, um, like monumental groundbreaking. We had to, to switch to 3D. <laughs> that was yeah. huge. And but now, um, it's it's not. It doesn't feel as big of a shift. But what studios are are using the medium for does, I think. Um, so telling stories like The Last of Us, um, uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, like uh, there's so many, and there's there's more queer content. Um, there's more POC focused content than ever before. Obviously, we still need more. We need more variety. We need it to not be all kind of as stereotypy and trauma porny as it has a lot yeah. of it has been. But there was none of that bef- for a long time before, or, or at least not published by like a major publisher or, or put into a AAA game. You know, there might have been an inter- internet games here and there. Shout out to Gay Blade. But <laughs> um, the fact that it's being, it's becoming much more expected in games um, is good to see because, like, why would you leave out that facet of humanity, uh, it, in my yeah. opinion? Like, even with Miles, like, with, with Miles, uh, it was such a. It did feel like when I booted it up and started playing, it did feel like I had a, a realization. I was like, "Wow, this does feel next gen." Um, I was, you know, forced to see four K gaming. I mean that. I mean that was that is impressive. It's impressive to see <laughs> to see these assets in four K, um, and to see the fidelity that they've put into them. I mean, I can see the thread count on Spider Man's outfit. Like you can you can see the thread. Um, you can see the the visor. You can see the holes. You can see everything. And yeah, and then just the way, even with the options they give you in photo mode for lighting mixed in with the ray tracing that's in the game, um, I had multiple moments mixed with the story of Miles, which is phenomenal. Which you know, not you know, not not a big spoiler, but there is you know, there is you know queer representation in that game, which is nice. Um, uh, I felt like, wow, I was like, I'm here. Like, this does feel next-gen. Um, from the hair texture, like, even looking at his hair and seeing the curls that it's that are in his hair, uh, which is such a big jump from the last game, um, just seeing those little details, like, they add up. Um, and then going back and looking at footage of it on the 4, while still a beautiful game on the 4, it's mind-blowing on the five in terms of what they've done with fidelity increases and stuff. It's really cool. I'm really excited at the, but that's part of what I'm excited about. Like with this gen is just the potential for games and what they're going to look like. Like the photorealism combined with the SSD, ugh, no more, you know, hallways. <laughs> I like the immersion as really enhancing the storytelling and not in a way where everything has to be realistic. I mean, you can have bugs and, and all this, that, and the other thing. And I, I don't know. I'm like, I guess that's how this world works. I'm a Bethesda apologist, if you couldn't tell. And we'll see how well that ages. But, like, that's kind of funny to me. And I can still feel like I'm in the world as long as the the world building and the lore are done really well. 
But what excites me the most isn't really the the graphical fidelity like we talked about or that kind of thing. It's like what you said. It's the 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 ways that the industry is evolving in terms of its narratives, its storytelling, its characters, and the potential to you know break off from the status quo in the mainstream and the same uh, white male protagonist every time and really getting to that point of being able to ex- see, see ourselves represented and express ourselves in ways that we aren't just like subcanoning, you know, or what is it called? Is it subcanon? When, when you subtext, there we're, we're like, you know, and I, there, I mean, I, subtext will always be a thing for, for queer people, but subtext. <laughs> um, but to, not have to do all this, these like mental gymnastics and disappointment continually of like, oh, they got this wrong again, or they didn't even try. And we're, we are really seeing a shift, I mean, uh, in a lot more content that way. So seeing those stories told through the way that gaming has evolved in its storytelling and really started to find its groove where it's like, okay, we're not movies, we're not TV, um, we're not books. Here's how we can adapt and make storytelling super impactful and engaging and immersive because of this interactive platform and all the freedom therein and the 3D spaces and the different modalities and or 2D spaces. It feels limitless. So I, that, that's not really a concise or, or clear answer, but I'm, again, it, it speaks to what you said with potential. Yeah, you said it. And speaking of video games, we're going to talk more about them right after this break. You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. Do you need socks? Everybody needs socks. Is that what we're selling this? Try video game socks. Video game socks, our sponsor. Our sponsor today is video game socks. Wear your favorite video game characters on your feet. I like that it really looks like you're reading some kind of copy that was pre-written for that, even though it's totally ad-libbed and not at all real. (laughs) Also, I love that your record player just looks like there's a giant heating element behind you (laughs) that's like roasting your plants and whatever else is on there. Does it? I like your plants. Oh, I have so many things in my room, which the viewers will eventually find out because maybe they'll see clips. And if you don't, then my room looks like 
you yeah describe it to but like embellish it because they can't tell use your imagination so i have a uh tv stand that i now use as a music stand that has two speakers and vinyl on top and i have plants on top of the speakers and then i have a vinyl record player and then I have a plan on top of that because when I'm not playing it, I like to have a plan on top of it because why not? Um, and I have a, a life-size yeah. statue of David in my room. Very, I don't know how and you fit that that's in there. It. That's the only thing. <laughs> I sleep on the floor. Really wild. Um, I like how you also have him in there sideways too. Well, that's, that's the only way he would fit. He's too tall otherwise. Ah, <laughs> got it, got it, got it. He's bigger than I thought. But... Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, he gets that a lot. And uh, <laughs> that about wraps it up for the tour and probably this first episode. Alex, are you going to start us off saying goodbye? Gubby. Is that how you are going to say goodbye to the people? Yeah, we're going to say Gubby. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening <laughs> to Shift Alt Q. Now you're going to humor me. I'm starting to greatly try, I'm to start appreciate y'all for listening to this episode. We've been working really hard on it, and we hope you laughed and giggled and tee-hee-heed and enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to stay tuned for all new episodes of Shift All Key. Goodbye. Goodbye. We're saying goodbye. Are we? uh, You can say, Alex says guppy, I say goodbye. Guppy. Farewell. Stop, I'm scared. (laughs) Until next time. And into the void we go! (laughs) 